Tigers are hanging around, as John Vanderwall said yesterday on the Huled Show for the North Kent Golf Course. They are in a pennant race. We're nearing the end of July. The question is, will they do something before the trade deadline, not to have a fire sale, but maybe to bring in a bat or two? Dan Hasty, like I said, voice of the Tigers, high affiliate, West Michigan Whitecaps. He's ready to talk some Tigers and MLB baseball. How you doing, my friend? That's good, man. I, I think it's interesting. I mean, it's fun to have this conversation, right? We just don't get to have it very often. So that's the first thing. But, yeah, it'll, it'll come down to, I think, less about how the Tigers play. Obviously, if they do what they did over the past week, you win two out of three in Seattle, you win three out of four against Kansas City. Like, yeah, that's good. But you also need the teams in front of you, the Minnesotas and the Clevelands, to to slip up a little bit. Because if you go look at it right now and you go look at the percentage chance of the Tigers to make the playoffs or even just to win the Central, it's like 1% right now. It's not very high. So not only do they need to take care of their business, but they need a little help in front of them as well. What do you think the Tigers are thinking right now? Uh, when they look at the standings, only five back. They gained a game yesterday with the Twins losing in Seattle and the Tigers winning in Kansas City. What do you think their direction will be here in the next 10 days? I think there's a lot of people who are just excited that we can care about scoreboard watching for a change. <laughs> we just don't do that around here, right? I mean, it's been 10 years since we've cared about the games that other teams are playing. So I think the Tigers are probably looking at this as a chance to, you know, essentially do a little bit of both. I don't think it's out of the question, and I think good teams do this. I think they buy and sell. I think they take the pieces that they don't think they'll be able to retain long-term. They flip those guys, and then perhaps they, they take some of those pieces they get back, and, and they flip those guys for bats or for arms or for whatever the, the Tigers think they need. I, I don't think it's crazy that they could buy and sell at this deadline. I think they could do a little bit of both. What's impressed you the most about uh, the 2023 Tigers, Dan, that you didn't see coming last March? <laughs> well, you know, I, I I think the popular answer is probably the bullpen because, you know, it, it's easy to say, well, you, you got rid of Joe Jimenez, Greg Soto, Andrew Chafin left to go sign as a free agent with Arizona, and you didn't know what you had in there. I always was of the belief that Chris Fetter was going to make a really strong bullpen regardless of who was there. I mean, it's like, it's like the chef, if you have a good chef, that chef's going to make you a good meal. It's the whole Bill Parcells, let me pick out the groceries type of thing. So I've always thought that they were going to have a good bullpen regardless, and then here we are. Alex flying at the back, Jason Foley, who very well could slide into the back of that bullpen if need be. I mean, there, there's a few other pieces in there that have done a really nice job this year. But overall, I, I think for me, I think it's been more probably the starting pitching. I mean, Matt Manning's looked good lately. He's back. I know that they're hoping to get you know a guy like Casey Mize back. I don't think it's crazy to talk about seeing him before the end of the year. Michael Lorenzen's been great, and they they got him off the street before the season started, and now they're able to talk about flipping him into a real asset at the deadline. And so that's really interesting to me. I really think they've done a great job with him this year. Eduardo Rodriguez is throwing the best baseball that arguably he's thrown his entire career. So the starting pitching for me has actually been the, the most pleasant surprise, just based on what I thought they would be versus what they became. Man, I like Foley. I really do. I, I think he's the best closer uh, 
on that back end. I, I, I like and Lang's been solid, but I, I just really like Foley. I like what Scott Harris has done in less than a year on the job. I'll take it, and I like where they're going. I don't have high expectations, but they're only five back. We're talking about buying. At, when was the last time we talked about buying at a trade deadline? How long has it been, Daniel? In 2016. Yeah, I was going to say seven, six, seven years, right? Yep, last time. And, and since that time, it's been all about being the team that, that gets the lottery tickets, right? And as we know, you know, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, maybe a third of your minor league prospects end up as significant major league contributors. They really are a lot of tickets. So it's nice to have an idea where you could actually go get something that's more proven. And Dave Dombrowski made a career out of this, taking the best prospects that his team had and flipping those guys into major league pieces. I mean, a little, little behind the curtain story for you. I mean, th- there was literally, there were literally conversations within the Tigers back in the day when Dave Dombrowski was the general manager, and he would say to his scouts, hey, look, I want you to get me a guy who dominated in college in the fifth, sixth, seventh round who can come and dominate the lower levels of the minor leagues, dot, 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 so I can trade him. And that was his business practice. That was the way he ran the show. And that is not a bad business plan if you're very, very clear about the direction that you have. So, you know, this can work. It has worked. And it's nice to actually think that the Tigers could be on the other end of it for a change. Dan Hasty, talented play-by-play voice of the Tigers High affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps in the Midwest League, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line, talking Tigers baseball. You mentioned uh, the minor leagues. Uh, who are uh, the brightest stars on the farm right now for the Tigers. Well, it's funny because now I think there's a conversation as to who the number one prospect is. And, and we knew this. I mean, the Tigers had the third overall pick in the draft. And I don't think we've talked since then, you know, why Langford was available. They decided to go the high school route. They took Max Clark. But uh, I'll let you in a little secret. Max Clark was my favorite player in this year's draft. And I'm not saying it in hindsight. I just don't like saying it in front of the line because if they don't take your guy, you're, you're, you're not too happy. But this was my favorite player in the 2023 MLB draft. Yes, more than Paul Skeens. Yes, more than Dylan Cruz and Wyatt Langford because, and we've talked about this before, a lot of the old Tigers teams were constructed upon these guys who could hit but not really do a whole lot beyond that. So if those guys went maybe 0 for 4 in, you know, a divisional playoff game or an ALCS game, they really didn't bring a whole lot to the table beyond that. So they really weren't offering anything beyond their 0 for 4 at the plate. So they were kind of a zero overall that day. Max Clark is not that guy. He is a plus in multiple areas. And he's a guy that is going to help you win a baseball game every single night, one way or another. And I love guys like that. And Max Clark was the only person in the top five of that draft that had that ability that you could say that about. 
So, yes, Max Clark for the win all day. I'm so excited. I think, to, to me, I think he could very well be the number one prospect in the organization. I think he'd be the number one prospect for a number of different major league teams. But when you've got a guy like Colt Keith who's been tearing the cover off the ball at every single level, and he's also, what, one stop away from the major leagues, it's hard to go against Colt Keith. But between Keith and Clark, they've got what I like to call killers. And every good major league organization needs them. You think about Scott Harris. He used to be with the Chicago Cubs. He had his killers. It included Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo back in the day. Well, now he's trying to find pillars, and I think he's actually starting to build a little bit of them. Uh, who's the fastest riser? I, I, Cole Keith, I don't think that's a stretch, is it? Cole Keith was essentially, you know, forgotten about and was not even a top 100 prospect. And, you know, we used to pound the table for Cole Keith to be one of those even last year. But he injured his shoulder. He got his shoulder messed up. And we never saw him for the last three months of the season. So people sort of forgot about him. And now everybody is trying to kind of kind of catch up to where we were at, at this time last year. Everybody's saying, oh, okay, not only is this a really good player, but he might be one of the best prospects in baseball. We, we didn't know that. Well, some of us knew that. We, we, we've been talking about Cole Keith for a while now. We knew Cole Keith was a special prospect, but now you look at places like Baseball America, for example. They have Cole Keith, I want to say, at number 20 or perhaps now just inside their top 20 prospects out of their top 100. And right behind him is Max Clark. But, I mean, a year ago at this time, he wasn't even in the top 100. So if you're talking about guys who have moved up that ladder fast, yeah, Colt Keith is the poster boy. Dan Hasty, radio play-by-play voice, Tigers High affiliate West Michigan Whitecaps in the Midwest League, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So where are the Tigers next spring? Uh, when you look at this roster uh, with the players that have stepped up with what is down on the farm, with what they'll get during the winter, maybe even here uh, at the end of the month with a trade deadline if they buy, how do you think they look uh, in Lakeland early 2024? Yeah, I, I think they're going to, you know, they, they've got a lot of reason to you know, take calculated risks. Uh, I like the idea that they could take some calculated risks because that's what they talk about kind of building their, their baseball team up. So, you know, I, I think we're going to look at this team a year from now. Do I think they're going to go out and get Shohei Otani? Nope, no, I don't. But uh, I think they're going to go out and I think they're going to add some pieces that can make this a, a better baseball team. You know, remember when Scott Harris was in San Francisco, for example, and he took an 80-win team and a couple, like a year or two in, to his time there made them like a 110 win caliber. It was crazy how fast he got those guys. I mean, there was a lot of people that worked there far on Zidi, for example, but there, he was part of that. And he's part of the big reason why the giants had the turnaround that they had. So really, really excited to, to see what that could look like. Of course, you know, you got to think that that conversation starts with adding a top of the line bat, somebody who can produce runs, somebody who can kind of fit, the Scott Harris profile to a T. I think they're going to have that chance. I don't know where that's coming from at the moment, but the good news is, is they can go sign it or they can go trade for it because I, I think we're going to start to see an influx and I think we're going to see improved player development. I think the indications have already been there. I think we've seen 
the the evidence to suggest that player development is taking steps forward in that area. I still think they have a little work to do on the offensive side. The pitching is doing a nicer, a better job, I think, than the offense. But Scott Harris has already admitted that, so we're not really telling any tales out of school there. But I think they're going to have themselves in a good position, especially if they – finished encouraged based on what they saw this year to go out and maybe add something that can provide a little bit of offense for them for next year. Yeah, and, I, and that hopefully if they're still in the pennant race here in the next 10 days next week that they'll add a bat or two before this trade deadline and then almost be set going in uh, to next spring. Maybe one more starter, uh, if not two more starters, depending on where the health is at at all levels inside their organization. But I, I like what I'm seeing, and I like the Harris touch uh, so far. Uh, Dan Hasty, talented voice of the high A West Michigan Whitecaps in the Midwest League. It will be interesting if Max Clark could end up in West Michigan a year from now, give or take. <laughs> I, I think it's almost a guarantee. I mean, what was it, 2019 2019- the West Michigan Whitecaps were a low A affiliate of the Tigers, and Riley Green, who was the number five overall pick at that particular time, he finished that season in West Michigan. And now, you have to keep this in mind, the Whitecaps are now a high A affiliate. So if they go with the Riley Green plan, but for Max Clark, then yeah, we're talking about somebody that will probably finish the season at the low A level. But and this is also a little different now because low A is right next to the rookie league. I mean, literally, it's right across the street. So if, if they see what they need to see from the rookie level competition with Max Clark, they could easily just say, hey, why don't you head over to that bigger field and, and play there instead? And then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks go by. He looks really good there. They know they're going to send him to West Michigan to start 2024. So why not give him a cup of coffee to end the season this year? I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. He's obviously going to have to go out and really, really, really play well. But to me, that's definitely something that we could see from Clark. I think he's got a really, really special skill set, and I'm really excited to watch once he starts playing games. Danny, always good to catch up and talk baseball. Safe travels. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate you. I did. He's also voice of the Detroit Titans college basketball.